For Tom Sharpling, I'm Jason Gore. For Tom Sharpling, I'm Pat Byrne. For Tom Sharpling, I'm Mike Lisk. And welcome to Slice of Life. Little boy with ragged clothes and no shoes on his feet Selling dirty pictures on the street With a switchblade in his hand He thinks that he's a man It's not a pretty sight But it's a slice of life Yeah, I'm, I... So, just to let everyone know, uh, welcome to Slice of Life. Before we started, Pat was like, I found a song called Slice of Life. And we were going to fade it down because uh, we we're going to fade it down after the first time Ray Pillow says Slice of Life. Because, you know, he, he so apparently he was uh, a Sun Records artist. And uh, it, we thought it was going to be fun. And then I, I, someone else posted uh, Bauhaus has a song called Slice of Life. And Pat was like, oh, but that's too sad. Yeah, and then who wanted to hear the whole version of it? Because I, Mike, think, I, Mike I, I believe I believe my my thinking was make it easier for the editor and fade it down at thirty live. But what I'm saying is that was pretty sad, guys. Yeah. I thought it was great. Well, you thought well, yeah. Yes. No, I mean I think it captures the essence of this show. Oh, completely. You know, it's not a purdy sight, but it's a slice, <laughs> it's a slice of, life. of life. Yeah. You know, not everything okay. is pretty, you know, All not right. everything is pretty or pretty, pretty as Ray yeah. puts it. Yeah. Uh, but what guy was he mentioning? Who, who, who said the stone thing? Well, that was that was the Lord, our God. No, I, I knew that. I, I knew that. <laughs> Welcome I to Ray. I, Ray Pillow didn't lose me, Mike. OK, I was there uh, with Ray Pillow. Uh, welcome to Slice of Life, guys. Uh, this is the first time we have done this best show fill in. Since fall 2019. That's right. It's a uh, it's an old standby, and yeah. we brought it back tonight. We are um, live from three cities, which we won't name, but we are here <laughs> with you. <laughs> I think pretty much any, everyone can figure out where they are. I'm over. Maybe in, not Mike. <laughs> no, you have you've mentioned it a few times from from are. Boise, yeah, Idaho. I'm I'm, I'm, uh, I'm back and forth. I'm a man without a home these days but uh yeah. mostly i'm located in central jersey mm-hmm. and uh pat's holding it down from the uh, best show studio in jersey city i am i got a call coming in so stand by are you just throwing it on no i think he's answering uh 201-332-3484 anything really goes tonight though mike did throw out a pretty good topic earlier uh mike if you want to tee this up yeah, this uh, I was I was having a conversation with a friend not too long ago, and he was telling me about a friend of his who owned a portageon business. So he gave me a, a sort of behind the scenes glimpse of what goes on in that business, which you know most people, uh, you know, honestly probably don't really care to know about. But uh, you know, since this is slice of life. Right. You know, we will we'll open the curtains on all sorts of uh, facets of uh, human experience. Yeah, we'll tell you how the uh, Portageon <laughs> business is doing in 2021. So so he gave me this little nugget. He was having a conversation with this this Portageon uh, business owner. And he's talking about how, you know, when they have to bring the 
portageons to the sewage treatment plants to dump. Uh, there's a screen that filters out, uh, you know, uh, larger objects uh, so that they can dispose of. And he said, you know, I guess my friend asked, well, what, what, what is the item that, gets, that you see in the screens the most often? Um, would you guys like to hazard a guess of what would be an item that would be screened the most from Portageons? I'm going to say weapons. I'm going to say a gun. Wow. Well, that's <laughs> all right. Uh, I, I'm happy to report that is that is not the case. <laughs> it isn't. Okay. No, no it is not. I'm seeing this filter and I'm wow. seeing. Oh, boy. Wow. Through. Okay. You have a sinister <laughs> turn of like, mind. I, I just did a job. Guns. Okay. All right. Weapons. Weapon that didn't even the, cross uh, my mind, but uh, all right. Yeah. You threw it out there. How about Pat? What's that? Pat Is Pat there? Yeah, I'm here. Did you hear my uh, what I was discussing? Um, I caught the end. I, I was fielding a call. Yeah, I was talking about a friend uh, had a conversation with a Portageon uh, business owner, mm-hmm. and when he's when they take the when they empty the Portageons, yeah. they, they screen out uh, you know large objects from the Portageons. Yeah, mm. and what would you think would be the number one item that th- he sees? And Pat, I said guns. He's, yeah. I said I'll I'll say wallet or phone. Wallet or phone. Okay. No, it's 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 yeah. I mean, it's not something you would think of right away. You'd have to, I guess, consider digestion and what might pass and what wouldn't pa- what would pass and what huh. might not pass. Uh, and the answer was uh, supplements, multivitamins. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> well, but it, but it also could be quite scandalous when you think about it. What, that somebody's you know, taking a multivitamin? Well, no, that, that these multivitamins that we think are helping us are basically just passing through our bodies. Oh, I, well, thought, I, mean, I thought he was emptying packs of multivitamins from, from the Walgreens. <laughs> no. I thought you meant well, you it was think just... Somebody just takes their pills and then chucks it in the honey bucket? I thought you were asking us, what do you think people walk into a port and throw out? Like, that's why I said they accidentally might have their wallet or phone phone. Mike's talking about what actually comes out of the yeah, bottle. Yeah, when, when, when he takes it to the sewage treatment. Okay. Uh, wow. Sorry, sorry. Tom, just, ju- Tom just texted me and said, um, burn the studio. It's over. <laughs> So right. I'm gonna I'm gonna grab I'm the gonna gas agree. can. I'm Thank gonna... you guys for listening. This has been slice of life. Well, you, you wanted me to save this for the best show, and it was a reason I didn't save it for the best show. <laughs> yeah, we were in a text thread earlier. I, I saved it for tonight. Yeah, um, we okay. can move on to other topics if you don't think that's good. Well, I, I can. I, I'll also discuss. I mean, I I think I mentioned this on the show before. Uh-huh. You know, I've worked in stadiums, and I've sort of seen b- b- behind the scenes what goes on as far as the. Uh, beverage adult right. beverage consumption goes and we had an item that most people thought was a frozen daiquiri but it was just supplements well <laughs> no this this one turned out to be uh a concoction of uh frozen stuff and sake really yeah it was sake wow sake's and, good man and we and we mixed it in a garbage can oh. <laughs> MetLife Secrets. <laughs> it should be on like yeah. Access TV or Great American Country. You could pitch this show. Yeah. 
But um, uh, it was it was a big hit. I mean, I, you know, people would ask me, you know, is tequila because they, they didn't call it a, a frozen margarita. Right. That would be deceptive. So they called it frozen drink or something like that, you know. Okay. And it basically was a uh, Slurpee with it was, sake. It was basically sake. just it was it was made like it was made at a frat house. Yeah, maybe even worse. You know, do they use garbage cans like that? Yeah, or, they I, do. You know, yeah, they, I thought they used they bathtubs. They, no, they can do bathtubs. They yeah. can do uh, garbage cans. Uh, uh-huh. Technology changes. Yeah. Um, no, I think this is a good topic, Mike, because, yeah, what is the inside dirt? I don't think I understood the topic as much when you texted it to me, but I get it now because <laughs> I understand supplements passing. It's like these are the secrets uh-huh. of maybe the, the job that you do that people yeah. don't know. Yeah. Uh, like, I know I'm not going to – we're gonna, not going to – flat out name companies because we don't want to put ourselves in any sort of legal jeopardy. Um, but like, I know some of these stories. Like I had a buddy that worked at a fast food restaurant uh, who told me, you know, never get the chili because they, if a, if a burger drops and hits the floor, it automatically like the three second rule chucks it right into the chili bin. <laughs> I never heard that one. I heard that the reason you don't get the chili, particularly at, you know, one particular uh, yeah, I guess we're not naming names, but right, it, no it sits around. It sits around a long time. That uh, there yeah. aren't a lot of chili eaters, so it's it's not it's not moving. There's, I would imagine you you hit on something there. There aren't that many chili eaters. Yeah, it probably sits for a few days. Yeah, um, it's I have it's heard seasonal. That. You know, I mean, depending where you live, but yeah, you know, you're not eating it in the summer generally. I worked at one of the one of the satellite companies you can subscribe to. I worked there and um, and one of the secrets there was like, you know, people would be calling in like, yeah, my warranty just went up and this thing died. And uh, they are programmed to. Yeah. OK. So two years you hit your warranty. Boom. It dies. Well, it was built to do that. So inside dirt. What do you got for us? 201-332-3484. What are you putting in the chili? We want to know. And then, Mike, you had another uh, topic you wanted to throw out there. Well, yeah, this this one might be a little more. A lot of people can sort of jump in on. Uh, I've tweeted about uh, jukebox. Juke, I call it jukebox, jukebox wars uh-huh. in which, you know, with the digital uh, jukeboxes now, you can on your phone, you know, see what songs are coming up and block other songs and that type of thing. My general rule is I don't block people until people block me. I try to be the good guy <laughs> on the jukebox. Can you explain this just a little bit, though, Mike? Because okay. I, I, I haven't been in a bar in a very okay. long time. So, um, how so do jukeboxes you, do you pay more to block? Well, yes, okay. that's the thing. Okay. You know, so it's it's generally two credits or one credit for a song to, to play. Uh-huh. But say you want to hear your song next. You want to hear closer to the heart next. OK, so you'll pay three credits, sometimes four credits. Uh, it depends on how people how many people block you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's, it sort of can can add up. Uh, I was I was in uh a bar not too long ago, and so for some reason, somebody was playing "Ride Ride Like the Wind" 
uh, a version by uh, I didn't even know Saxon. I don't know Saxon the band. Wait, Saxon did a version of Ride Like the Wind. Yeah, yeah. And and somebody the Christopher Cross song. Yeah, Christopher Cross song. Yeah. And it, it's not that good. Yeah. You know, I mean, if it was oh, no. good, all you had to say was Saxon. <laughs> I wasn't here. I wasn't sitting here, Mike, being like, "Oh God, Saxon did a bad song." Uh huh. <laughs> so, so I listened to two versions of it. I mean, the same song. He played it twice. I, I don't know what was going on. The Saxon version twice. Yeah, and okay. I, I never, you know, I, I have to say, this bar I go to, the people who play the jukebox have the worst taste in music I've ever encountered. Uh, the Bayonne uh, guys would play the jukebox, and they had good taste. I mean, some of the guys, you know. I mean, some guys had bad taste. But for the most part, you know, they had a better, there was a more variety uh, of play on the jukeboxes in Bayonne. But down here, I'm up against, you know, people fixated on songs like that. And, and what happened is they tried, <laughs> they tried to play it a third time. What? Yeah, so, so when I saw that, that he's going to play it a third time. I determined that I'm not going to let him hear it the third time. Uh-huh. And so I, I was able to block it. I've got enough. I've, I've played this jukebox that I have enough credits that like I have more power. The more songs you play, <laughs> the more songs you play, the more power you get to block things. Okay. And, and it doesn't cost you as many credits when you block stuff. And so I, I can literally sit there and block a song for the rest of the evening. And that's what I did. I, I, I you know, I said, this was the hill I was going to die on. <laughs> I was going to block this Saxon song for the rest of the night. And I did. I, I did that. I did. I, I did that once before for uh, the Pac-Man song. Somebody, somebody was going to play the Pac-Man song. And I said, no way in hell. You know, we don't need to hear that. Right. So I, I, I did the same thing. So it's only happened twice. So how does two- it, do you, do you see it pop up in the app? So you, you yeah, see, I, I can, I can see in Saxon's ride like the wind. Yeah, I, I can see again because I've, I've got enough uh, credentials. You have clout. I have clout. <laughs> I can see like maybe five songs, the next five songs. Whereas somebody who doesn't have the same clout as me can only see like the next two or three songs. Can you see their username or anything? No. Like or, okay. No, no, I can't see. I have literally no idea yeah. who's sitting yeah. there like, man, I love that sax. I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll sort of look at the, the people in the bar and say, you know, maybe it's that guy, you know, right. people who are, you know, playing with the phone, you figure they're, they're maybe looking at the app. You think but, it was uh, a member of Saxon? <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's still a mystery. Um, I guess maybe... If I run into it again, you know, I can think, well, that guy was here before, you know, maybe this is the guy. <laughs> you just scream, who are you? Yeah. Please yeah. show yourself. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But, so, so what you want to know is. Yeah. What song would you be willing to block the entire evening? You know, it's going to cost you more credits than normal. Right. You have but to. Just to make a point, just to make a point, you're, you're, you're not going to allow that. Send a send a, a message, mm-hmm. really, to this yeah. person that this isn't a bar where you can play a song like "Ride Like the Wind" by Saxon three times. Right within the within a, this was within an hour. I mean, it wasn't like he was spacing it out. E- even were they eating uh, dinner? 
I, I have no idea. Okay. This is a bar restaurant. It's it's a large bar, but it's also a restaurant. There's there's tables and it's not a chain and booths. No, this is uh, my local place. I've been going to this bar literally since the '80s. It's very close to where I live, so mm-hmm. um, you know, Mike, it's is this convenient? Is this the bar that you envisioned uh, when you wrote the screenplay? And there's scenes in a bar. Uh, not this one in particular. <laughs> no, this this one's I guess a little fancier than the bars I, I had in mind then. All right. So, you know, so, like I said, this this isn't a you know it's it's a nice bar. You know, I've never well I've seen some some craziness in there, but uh, for the most part, uh, not a whole lot of you know crazy action going on there. Although right. I did learn not too long ago that um, a woman. Uh, during a, a a storm, had left the bar to get something out of her car, and she was struck by lightning and killed. Oh my gosh! I, 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 yeah, I didn't I didn't know that story until recently. This yeah. happened a while ago. And someone just got I saw a lifeguard just got struck and killed. Yeah, there was a story. At, Island Beach State s- Park. Oh. oh, was it Island Beach? Okay, well, it was yeah. it was South Seaside. I don't know if it was if it was Island Beach State Park lifeguard yeah. or if it was a South That's Seaside awful. Park, but. Um, yeah, I went down there uh, for my birthday last year. I Lightning I, strikes are real; it happens. Kid was seventeen. Wow, oh, man! That's, yeah, that's terrible. so. So, let's, let's pick this up a little, guys. Two zero one three three two three four eight four. Imagine you have so you have two topics on the table: inside dirt. If you have any inside dirt on a place that you. Uh, you, you worked or previously worked in another life or anything like that. You can share it stuff that the, the, the public isn't generally privy to. You can share it here on slice of life. And then the other one, you have to imagine that you have the clout that AP Mike has. Imagine you, your app is working like his, what song would you block on a uh, digital jukebox? <laughs> I think that's it wouldn't be a slice of life, guys, if we weren't doing like three different topics at once. So <laughs> let's do it. Uh, I, I, Pat's just going to say full phones because I imagine that's what's happening. Uh, if Tom's listening, he will now chuckle at the sentence I'm about to say. Two phones. <laughs> hey, who's better than none? Two that phones. tracks. Let's, yeah. let's, let's kick it I'm off. I'm just going to be tracks. honest. It's let's two, do it. There's two phones. Pat, you uh, you bring us in here. All right, line one. Hey, you're on Slice of Life. What you got for us? Hey, is this Pat? Sure is. You're on with Jason and Mike as well. How's it going, guys? It's going good. What's now. going on? Who is this? Uh, Jesse from Seattle. So, Jesse from Seattle. What's up? Me. <laughs> yeah, wait, there, um, that's good. What's up? What's up? <laughs> Uh, I haven't been able to listen live. What are you guys doing tonight? Oh, um, actually, <laughs> there's a third caller. You guys field this. Okay. Uh, we we just basically started the show. We we started it with a really sad country song. Okay. Uh, you and, then, and then Mike talked a little bit about the uh, topic that he threw out, which is Inside Dirt. Uh, we talked a little bit about Porta Johns. Uh, okay. And then we talked about, we discovered that Saxon... The metal band Saxon has a cover of Christopher Cross's uh, Ride Like the Wind that uh, Mike was subjected to multiple times in a bar recently. 
And, uh, so that's where we are, man. We are one away from full phones. It could be you oh at 201-332-3484. You could be our fourth calls. caller. 201-332-3484. Your call might be next. It probably is one of these things where it's just like they have too many topics on the table. We should throw <laughs> at least three more topics out to, to fully confuse everybody. I was going to say, you guys have, I mean, there's such a variety to choose from, like... What really is for a ninety-minute show. Let's just let's fill it up. But uh, what do, what do yeah. you got? What do you, wh- why are you calling Slice of Life tonight, Jesse? Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel, and Doug is back from down under. Goodbye. Goodbye. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals because I don't smell them? I don't know. I just wanted to say hi so you guys can hang up on me whenever you want. But I was, you know, excited. It's It's cool you guys are doing the show tonight. Well, thank you. Yeah, Mike, absolutely. do you have anything for Jesse? Uh, if if I had been the call screener on this call, <laughs> I, I would have said, "No, you you you've got to do more than say hello." You right. Know, what else do you what do you what else do you have to offer? Yeah. But in, in my in my defense here, we were actually uh, queuing up the song and that whole thing. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. I'm not, and I know. and I, I just put I put the first caller on hold. The next two, I I actually screened. But yeah. It yeah. wasn't, yeah. It wasn't a uh, criticism of your call screen. Okay, okay. You're, you're multitasking, and yes, yeah. But I'm just saying that when you call, you should have something ready to go. You know, That's and, true. and, and no, for I... the caller, you know, he's not the first one who's done this. So I'm not chastising him as the first person to do this. But you'd be surprised how many people just want to call the show to say hello. Yeah. Hello is not enough. No, hello you know, is a. I'm a podcast master. Yeah, Jesse, I'm not I'm not judging you in any way. So you you get a pass for this. But hello is typically a bad call. <laughs> hello is typically a bad call. I mean I got That's stories like, on stories. I got I got material that I can pull from, but I don't want to clog you guys to show up. No, no, give no, us, no, give no, us no. the material. What, yeah, what do you have on. ready? Yeah, what, give me this material. All right, okay. Well here's here's one that I, I had for uh for Tom that I was it's just kind of been swirling in my mind. I was like, maybe I'll be able to talk to Tom about this at some point, but um so in the in the book, you know, it comes out and it's uh there's that portion about Billy Joel like right off the bat. I don't think Tom and, wants us talking about his book. <laughs> yeah, th- this might be something that yeah, I, I didn't know it was gonna be specifically for Tom. Hey may, but let's see if we can answer it. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Okay. Even, keep keep you know, going, keep just, going, I Jesse. Just, All right. I should just But now if you bl- if you blow this question on Slice of Life, it can never reach the best show. Yeah, see, I'm like, I'm digging myself a grave right now. <laughs> like, Keep going. Uh, well, you opened the tomb. All right, all right. Well, it's, it's not even a question. It's just an anecdote, but I'm just going yeah. to go for it now. You guys are being extremely patient. We'll see where it, where it goes. We really are. So there's, there's the part about Billy Joel. I got a friend of mine from college. Uh, I went to, went to school on the East Coast, and um, he would work every summer in Martha's Vineyard uh, down on the docks. And he would, uh, 
basically be like a boat boy. He would be like a, a deckhand for all the like rich, ritzy people that would bring in their yachts to uh, this particular harbor that he worked at in, Mar- in Martha's Vineyard. And the way that it worked was that pretty much you'd get like a particular rich person who would take a liking to you and then you'd be their, their personal henchman for an entire summer. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, the person that uh, my friend gets on June 15th or whenever it is, at the beginning of the summer, is Billy Joel. Okay, well, this, yeah, this is really developing nicely now. I, this, is, <laughs> this, is, this isn't a book review anymore. It's uh, right. this is a, an anecdote here. Okay. Yeah, no. I appreciate it, Mike. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a, it's, it's kind of a weird thing. But anyway, so he... Question, though. He I do Billy, have a question for you. How many sure. times did Billy Joel crash the boat into a tree? So yeah, it's probably. Uh, I didn't didn't hear any stories about that, but that's probably because Billy Joel made him swear to secrecy or something like that. Yeah. Apparently, he was drunk almost a hundred percent of the times that my friend Fred interacted with him. So you know, the likelihood of a boating accident is is pretty high at that point. Extremely high. You can't even you can't even insure it. That was an right. uninsured boat. Exactly. Exactly. And the thing was apparently massive. But, uh, shaped like a motorcycle. Right, right. Yeah, shaped like a a big hog. But, uh, there's no real punchline to it other than that he spends the entire summer, you know, five days a week doing chores for Billy Joel, wiping down his boat, doing all this ridiculous stuff. And when, when a rich person like that has a yacht, they don't know anything about the boat. Like, my, my I was just going to say, did he, did he scrape the barnacles off uh, the boat's hull? Yeah, is that one of his jobs? No, the tree did that when he crashed it into a tree. It it wiped the barnacles (laughs) clean off, Mike. Okay. (laughs) Was he well compensated? He said he tips poorly. This is this is the the conclusion. Copies of the stranger. Yeah. Yeah. Tips. He He didn't have a a a salary. He didn't have a a regular. He was. You know. He was employed by the dock, I imagine. Right. Exactly. Exactly. He's paid by the dock. Apparently. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. He, he's, he tips poorly the whole time. And at the end of the summer, you know, September comes around. We, he comes back to school after this whole experience, and he tells me he's like, very sternly, he's just like, without a doubt, because he told, tells me this whole story because we both hate Billy Joel and think it's really funny, but he's like, I can tell you without a doubt, that is the worst human being I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> Apparently this guy was just a complete nightmare to deal with poor tipping bossing this guy around when he doesn't know what he's talking about with the boat and uh i just that's just stuck in my head for so long and i use it as a defense when when anybody's like trying to talk up billy joel i don't know mike that kind of sounds like a little inside dirt to me yeah no that's that's a good story that he turned this call around i mean he went from a a non-entity hello call right to you know a good nice anecdote not that surprising i mean you know i I don't think billy joel has quite a reputation as being some mr nice guy i i I have heard some stories about billy joel being a a relatively nice guy really yeah okay and like not springsteen nice Uh uh-huh like nowhere near that but you know in some interactions people have had you know like pulling him out of his car you know next to a tree are all three of you pretty into into Bruce at some level or another? Because I can never really. I, I know Pat. I know Pat is. 
we're all three heavily into Bruce. Some of the first interactions I ever had with Mike uh, was about what's that dumb cowboy song? <laughs> Outlaw cowboy Pete. Pete. Cowboy oh, Pete. Yeah. Yeah. Outlaw the Pete. First that, time I ever tweeted good. or interacted with Mike long before I worked on the best show uh-huh. was uh, making fun of Cowboy Pete. Outlaw yeah. Pete. Oh, Outlaw, Outlaw Pete. Pete. Outlaw Pete. Yeah, sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, I try to put that song out of my mind. Is that a song that has popped up on the jukebox at all? No. Uh, with his little baby boots. You know, here's another thing about this jukebox. I, I can I can be at home, and I can see what, what the jukebox is playing. And, and I've been tempted. I haven't done this. Uh-huh. Where, you know, I see somebody playing a whole bunch of bad music or, you know, there's one bartender... And I've had words with this bartender. We we we've uh, we've squashed we squashed the uh, the issue. One of the one of the bartenders is like a heavy metal fan, and he'll so you know he doesn't the, the one doing Saxon. Well, no, he wasn't there that night, you know, or I, I would have easily been able to pick him out. Or he was doing this from home. But no, this heavy metal fan. And he's a good he's a good guy. We've we, we've since got over it. But when I first started going there and I picked up on what he was doing, you know, I sort of just like erupted one night. I was like, man, you know, you know because he was playing, you know, Avenged Sevenfold and not even like, you know, popular Metallica songs, you know, which I can understand. You know, they, they're a huge band, you know, play a popular Metallica song once in a while. But he was playing like this more obscure stuff. I think it's like obscure. older stuff or like short no, uh, the memory remains. Was it, he playing it, that? It, it, Avenged Sevenfold. I mean, I never even heard of half the bands he was playing. Uh, August Fist of, Fist of Fury, one? a band, or is that a song? I have no idea. Yeah. No, he was just playing this obscure metal, and it was just, you know, it's like, you know what that is. It's just like sort of loud and obnoxious, and, you know, you, you can't play music. I You know, I don't go into a bar and play 50 minute long dark stars. I mean, that's just rude. You know, I could do selection. (laughs) Yeah, I could, I could do that. I could do that if I wanted to. You should. Yeah. (laughs) Mike, can you log into the app right now? Well, yeah, actually I could. Can you play a 50 minute version of dark star? (laughs) Not being there. Let me see. Yeah. Let's see if I think, um, I think a lot of Bruce's, uh, you know, Irish uh, pirate shanty songs are worse than Outlaw Pete. Really? So you you basically are just saying the whole Wrecking Ball album. I mean, I don't know. What, whatever one he's like bringing out the guy from Rage Get Against the Machine. my hometown, son. Yeah. Uh, yeah sing the pirate's da, tale da, of Irish shanty da, lore. I make you walk the plank, yar. You know, it's like him and Dropkick Murphys. They just do these these yeah. these Irish pirate songs now. Yeah, no, I, like I, I get that. I I I happen to like the pirate Springsteen. All right, uh, but uh, it's not my favorite Bruce, but it's it's definitely better than Outlaw Pete. What do you me. think? I, I thought I thought he was just ripping off the Pogues on a couple couple songs on. Uh, we shall overcome that record. Is that what you're referring to, Pat? No, no, no. I mean, the Pete like Seeger the, tribute. On, on now the, that on, that was before Wrecking Ball, wasn't it? On the I don't think there's stuff. An... Yeah, he's like, um, he's just, you know, he's just. There's all these Irish, Irish. 
pirate shanty songs, and it just drives yeah. me nuts. You don't like the pirate shanty? No, verse. no, I don't. I just okay. I don't want to walk the. Plank. I feel like that started on like the rising when he did those more orchestral instrumentations. I was just, I was like, just going to say that the, the rising was like the first record where I was like, you know, I had to make a sort of uh, edited version. I like some of the songs <laughs> yeah. on that that album, but there was some that were just I didn't like at all. What? Which one? Did, what? Okay, hold on. I'm bringing up the track list. What are you pulling off the rising? Uh, okay, let me just. I'm, I'm going to guess. Meet me, me at Mary's place. Well, that yeah, not a fan of that song. I'm going to say he's probably going to pull off. Let's be friends. Skin to uh, skin. Let me, let me and the, the girls in, in the summer clothes. Uh, that was on magic. That's not the rising. Worlds apart was not a, a favorite. Yeah. Um, Into Mary's the fire, place. Mike. Do you like that one? Which one? Into the fire. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. No. The the, the songs actually the song the songs that sort of reference nine eleven I thought were the better songs. You know. Um, but my city of ruins was written before. I, I, I knocked off. Let's be friends. You know that. Yeah, that's that's what I just said. I, I yeah. knew you would knock that one off. Yeah. It, it, no, no. Know, when this chance will come again. I think. I think. Um. As far as the later Springsteen stuff, Radio Nowhere is a pretty good song. Magic's a great record. Re- Wrecking I Ball. Like- Wrecking Ball is a good song. And there's a couple other ones other than that. I'm like, meh. I was I was able to salvage five songs off his uh, most recent record, which would have been a nice EP. Mm-hmm. You're you talking know, about but, Western you know, Stirs? He, he's not. He doesn't put out EPs. You know. <laughs> Are you talking about Western but, uh, Western you know, Stirs? I made, I made. I was I was able to salvage five songs from uh, Letter to You. Oh, I thought you meant Western Stirs. Yeah, that one left me. Yeah, I, I didn't salvage anything off that record. I was like, "What? What is this record? I didn't understand it at all." He's making Western stirs. He's making a uh, country light music. I, I didn't understand that record at all. Jesse, thank you for I the think- call. We've got full phones. I don't know if you've heard. <laughs> so let's he's, keep. He's going. gone, and now we have two calls. As we oh. <laughs> I love people that were just like, you know what? I'll I'll give him some pity calls, but I'm not going to wait longer. Yeah, all right. Five minutes to I'll talk. I'll give him two minutes. Especially when it was just a hello call. <laughs> oh, you want another call? Okay, hold Let's on. Let's do it. Yeah. Hi, you're on Slice of Life with Jason, Mike, and Pat. Hey, everyone. Uh, this is John in Chicago. Um, I got one for the topic. Ahoy, which one? one? I did want it. Uh... Pirate Bruce Springsteen first, actually. <laughs> I guess that's I, a my third topic. roommate in college, uh, who's still my best friend, is a he, he's seen Bruce twenty times or so. And his favorite record when we were roommates freshman year was um, um, Wrecking Ball. And yeah, I always thought it sounded like pirate music, actually. So it was really funny. I never thought I was the only one, or I always thought I was the only one. But glad to hear he's taken down a peg. Well, I mean, we're not taking Bruce down a peg. <laughs> We'd never I do that. Really, no, no, no. And I, I do like Bruce a lot. I just, I really, really dislike that record. Probably because I heard it way too many times. What songs would you drop off of uh, Wrecking Ball? I know. So Death to My hometown, hometown is definitely going off for Pat. He also, pro- I'm going to guess Pat also doesn't like Shackled and Drone, Shackled and Drone. 
No, that that one's okay. That one's okay. Jack of all trades makes me sad. I like that song. Um, and uh, we we take care of our own. I mean, what what would the Democrats do without we take care of our own? Yeah, I'm gonna get a little job downtown, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna work as a handyman on the side. Right, that's that one. Yes, that's that one. It's really sad. It really hits me hard every time. I don't know why. Yeah, that, that record Slays never on. really did it for me. I mean, all right, we you got know, it's got Land of Hope and Dreams on there. I guess the bonus yeah. tracks, American Land, is on there. That was the American, last... American Land is the is the uh, Pogues ripoff, right? I think so. Yeah. And Land of Hope and Dreams was uh, Clarence's last performance. Yeah, and that it, became. They, they, they took the solo off of a live version and put it on the recording. Actually, version. it wasn't his last his last sax solo on record was uh-huh. with Lady Gaga. Real? That's right. Yep. And she. I'm saying on she, a Springsteen album. Yeah, yeah. She begged them to do it. Apparently, I just learned that factoid. Yeah. Caller, what's your name again? I really apologize. We're we're going deep on some Bruce tracks. I mean, we should have just the topic should have been Bruce tonight. Uh-huh. This is it's John in Chicago. Um, John and I do have Chicago. one for for Mike's topic. Okay, which one? Mike has two topics. <laughs> so the topics on the table: good. Inside Dirt, Jukebox uh-huh. Block, or Pirate Springsteen. Um, Inside Dirt. Okay. So I don't know how inside this is for you all or your listeners because I think it may have gone viral. But have you heard of the? TikTok thing where people are soaking strawberries in salt water. I haven't. No, I, I've only yeah. made it to the crate. Uh, what is it? The crate walk or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, where they walk. No up crate the, walk up. No that got banned, right? Did I mean? I, it doesn't seem I, like. I thought I was up to date with TikTok, and I guess I'm not. Where are they getting these milk crates <laughs> from? The back I of convenience stores. Work at a supermarket, right? I mean, that's where. I, I had easy so. access to milk crates. Yeah, it's the backs of supermarkets. It's the backs of um, convenience stores around yeah. this, de- this area, the, the, the likes of which sell buttered rolls. Quick you know, check. <laughs> yeah, quick check, Wawa's. Um, but I haven't heard about the strawberry challenge, but that makes sense to me. I already understand what it is because, as you know, strawberries, they're dotted with a bunch of little holes that go to the center of the fruit, and they are like little sponges. And it's always important. I always try to tell people, uh, I'm 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 not like a health nut freak, but right. You there there's two there's two fruits you really want to buy organic, and that is strawberries and blueberries because they get soaked up with those pesticides because they got holes all over them. Strawberry, so this is a thing. Uh, strawberries ahead, especially. You so want, is this a thing just to imagine going off of what Pat's saying here? They're soaking them with salt to see what bugs and stuff come out of them. No. Exactly. So, yeah, they're soaking them in, I've heard salt water, I think there's some that do vinegar, and it's some say just regular water, but I guess sometimes, depending on how well the pesticides work to keep away flies, people are finding tiny maggots, because flies supplements. lay eggs. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> they're finding so many supplements, supplements, guns. Yeah, guns and cell phones and wallets. Uh, 
but yeah, they'll small maggots will come out of the holes where the seeds go because it's like the perfect spot for flies to lay eggs. Oh, I um, thought you were going to say that the TikTok challenge is to then bite into a strawberry that that's all salty and gross. Well, I think that people are saying that you should you should soak them in salt water to get the bugs out, but then I can't imagine that tastes good. So I was doing research just to make sure I had the facts right on this, and there's no health risk, but apparently, like, I don't know if it's most strawberries have maggots living in them. Yeah. I'm always careful with strawberries. Um, people always offer them to me. I usually decline because I've known this fact for a while that they are a pesticide city with the holes, but... If you buy organic and you clean them with some white vinegar, like in a spray bottle, or just soak them in white vinegar with water, you're usually fine. They're not going to taste vinegary. No, I mean it's 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 a it's a taste that goes away within seconds. Like you don't, it, it's not okay. overbearing. It's not overpowering. Okay. Yeah. You know, a lot of, a lot of uh, listeners probably thought, you know, as they were preparing themselves for slice of life tonight, like. I'm going to get some good produce advice tonight from Pat. Yeah, Ryan. man. Uh, avocados, you know, you don't need to buy those organic. You don't need to buy bananas organic. Why is this? Because their their skin is super thick. You don't you don't need organic either of them. They're they're fine. They're fine regular. Nice. Yeah. It's Hit going me right at the AV. Hit clock. me with your produce questions. <laughs> <laughs> Blueberries, Pat. What am I? What am I thinking about blueberries? Blueberries, I I go organic as well because they have a, they have that giant hole at the top that takes in uh, most pesticides, bugs, stuff like that. Raspberries, uh, I don't really buy raspberries, but yeah. Kiwis, I imagine we're good with kiwis. It's a kiwis, thick skin. no. Kiwis has have a thick, hairy skin, so those are those are those are your friend. Anything with does, a skin is your friend because it's it's. Does gonna, the hair add anything? Uh, it, yeah, it's dura it's durability. It protects the uh, the fruit outside and in best podcast that's av club is just going to say best podcast <laughs> slice of life <laughs> thanks a lot for the call thank you 201 23 no 201 332 3484 201 332 3484 201 dead hug right in front of you I was staring right at it too, and I messed it up because I need glasses. Two zero one three three two three four eight four. That's two zero one dead hug. Um, I I would say to so I'll just throw one in on Mike's uh, second topic. Um, I hate American Pie. Yeah, I just cannot. I cannot take the song. Yeah. So if that's coming on in a bar, which it I, does, I agree with that one. Yeah, I'm gonna block it. Yeah, I could I could see that. Yeah, strangely well, enough, that's that doesn't come up that much at this bar. You know what I'm up against mostly at this bar is contemporary country music. Okay, which to me just sounds like it's not even good country music. I like country music, but uh, the show this is it. like light rock. You know, right? I guess they're all e- Eagles imitators or whatever. You know. It's it's not even country music, but you know that's that's what it is. Um, so that's mainly what I'm up against. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I agree. It's um, new country that's like really like modern, like contemporary country. Not trying to do the classic stuff. It's rough on the ear. It's really hard to listen to. 
yeah, I, I try to listen to it and like, you know, be open minded. But it's like, what? You know, it's not they're not good songs, you know, yeah. so it's I guess, you know, when you're just sort of listening to that particular music, maybe certain songs rise to the surface or are played a lot. I don't listen to I don't even know if there is a contemporary country music station in New York. I don't think there is. Is there's there? One in, there's one in North Jersey, surprisingly. Um, I don't know is what there? it is. Well, that's yeah. not very much a surprise. No, it was to me. I grew up in North Jersey, and we never had a country station. And then uh, I got uh, picked up by a state trooper once. I had to ride in the back of a state trooper car. And, and it uh, was Garth Brooks. No, and it was um, it was a guy just playing this country music and then I was like oh he must have like a CD or something and then the radio DJ came on and it was like North Country or North Jersey's best country and I was like what and I was so confused and I had just gotten into a car accident so I was even more confused but this this was like this was like 10 years ago like and, you broke the timeline yeah I, th- I honestly felt like the timeline was ripped yeah like yeah. I, I skidded across route 280 and uh, into an alternate dimension but well, believe it or not, though, in in like the early '90s, yeah, New York had a fairly successful country music station. Really, and there were even there were even country bars that was sort of hot. Oh, like like the Rodeo Bar on Twenty whatever. Well, that was sort of one of them. But I used was, to live across the street from Rodeo Bar for like a summer. Yeah, the Rodeo Bar. I mean that that's been a uh, that was around even before this this. Uh, I love that place, man. It, yeah, it, no, it was a great bar. Throw the, throw the peanut shells on the ground. That was fun. That was sort of a like Bill Kirchin played there a lot, right? Yeah, I, I saw him. I saw him once there, but I think he was almost like there. Shows every were month. free. I mean, he was a regular. Shows were free. That was great. Yeah, yeah. But no, there there was another. This was when I guess <clears throat> sort of country line dancing sort of first first hit and you know this was the early 90s you break your heart you mean uh, i don't even i think it may have been i i don't know what year that came out but maybe maybe but um boot scootin' boogie boot scootin' boogie yeah i mean it's the early 90s i mean it, some of that stuff was decent there was some decent country music at that time um, get down turn around go to town boot <laughs> scootin' boogie that's and I the remember, only song in rooster's creek I remember I went to this place, me and my friend, you know, we're we're in our early 30s, you know, we're, we're trying to, you know, meet women. And, you know, this was becoming like a thing. So we, we went to this bar and they had like little line dancing sessions early on. And, you know, you're out there. And uh, strangely, you know, one time, you know, my friend was there. He left. I ended up getting very intoxicated. Next thing I know, I'm out there pretending to line dance with this this woman. I mean, it was, you know, if they had film footage and viral videos, I probably would have made a viral video of my sloppy country dancing out there. But the strange thing about it that I remember is that this one woman who I was, you know, very fond of that evening, uh... She mentioned the name Bill Gates for the first time to me. I didn't know who Bill Gates was in the early 90s. And but I, I remember, you know, she was the first person who ever mentioned Bill Gates to me. In what context? Oh, we were we were out there on the dance floor. We were out there on the dance floor flopping around. She's and, like, hey, Mike, have you picked up a later, a new copy of uh, Windows 95? <laughs> no, it was. I guess I don't even think Windows was happening then, was it? 
pre the what, early 90s what, i'm talking about oh, like 90 91 yeah that would have been windows hey here i'm going to set the scene for you hold on <laughs> the year was 1994 the yeah, man. i don't even think it was 1994 hey, it's really great dancing with you out here you're really good you've got some moves uh, did you know that bill gates just came out with the uh with a new copy of windows 3.11 <laughs> No, I, I think this was even before that. You know, I mean, I guess she she may have had her pulse on what was coming. And, you know, I was like, oh, Bill Gates, you know, I mean, she mentioned I, 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 it in a context. 1995, Windows 95 will come out. What do you think? <laughs> no, no, I'll shut up and keep dancing. She she mentioned it in the context that he's very he's going to be very rich or he is very rich. And I had never heard of him before. <laughs> but it's ingrained in my memory that it, so it happened funny. on that 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 evening yeah that's so funny have you ever seen the video i think it's for windows 95 let me see where they start dancing to start me up like like bill gates and steve Ballmer and everyone like all of the people yeah. are so yeah. excited that windows it, it's i was at either windows 95 or windows 98 did and they're you, just dancing did, on. It, I highly recommend did it. Did you ever rent rent from your local video store the the VHS uh, all about Windows ninety five that was hosted by uh, Friends co stars? Uh, uh, well, Rachel and Chandler. I can't think of their names. I, right I didn't rent that because it was actually on the. If I remember correctly, it was on the Windows ninety five uh, DVD. Or the disc, the CD-ROM. For some reason, it was available at, at my local Palmer Video, and I always stared at it thinking, well, this will be fun, like an episode of Friends, if I rent this, but I'm not going to rent this because it's probably bad. But yeah, Also yeah. included on the Windows 95 CD-ROM was a video of uh, Weezer's Buddy Holly. Do you uh, remember that? I was really... I bought... I, I was very excited when Windows 95 came out. I went to Kmart in Radford, Virginia, and I bought it the day it came out. I don't know why I was so excited about it. <laughs> um, but I remember that. I remember that uh, excitement. Everybody just ripping copies of it off the wall at, uh, at the Kmart. So, Thunder 106 is a Jersey uh, country station. It's in Eatontown. Where is Eatontown? Well, that's down by me. That's there you go. That's, that was our, our that's where the good. Mama's that's Mall. where the good home cooking is down in Eaton. Mammoth Mall is 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 there, and uh, that was the mall that uh, I used to go to. Still there, Mammoth Mall. Slice of life. What do you got for us? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Pat. Pat, Mike, and Jason. Hey, how's it going, guys? What's going on? It's going good now. Now that uh, we're talking to you. Absolutely. Thank you. First time caller, long time listener. Pat, you blew my mind with the produce facts. I am going to take that with me to the grocery store. Every yeah, you got to be careful with, with any fruit that has a bunch of holes all over it because that's going to... I will now. If it's non-organic... I'm not, I'm not an organic snob. I'm just thinking, thinking smart here. If it's, if it's grown in the fields of farms that use pesticides, you probably don't want to eat a fruit that has a bunch of holes all over it. So same Absolutely. with like a raspberry. Yeah, raspberry, blueberries, strawberries, especially they're they're the number one culprit of this. Yeah, it's bad news. Oh, also, please. if you have a Teflon pan and it's scratched, throw it out. <laughs> just stop using it. Yeah, no, I'm just a cast iron guy. Good. Yeah, that stuff's poison. Nobody, nobody gets it. I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? Tom's gonna be like, you guys can never do this again. 
There's a whole it's movie about it with Mark Ruffalo. The whole movie. Wait, is that Dark Waters about Teflon pants? Yeah, it's horrible. Not the movie. It's a horrible story that, that's true. Yeah, I couldn't watch that movie. That movie came out like last year, right? Yeah, Mark Ruffalo like made yeah. it happen. I wasn't going to watch that during the pandemic. Was, oh, I no watched way. it during the pandemic. I mean, I knew all that stuff already, but uh, that's that's just ooh, 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 heebie-jeebie. It's already in our system It's because of DuPont. It's in our makeup. Right. Genetically, we're different because of DuPont. Anyway, caller, what do you got for the topic? <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, my name's Jimmy Kong from San Francisco via Boston, <laughs> but I got the jukebox topic. Oh, um, good. Yeah, this is yeah, outside I'm, of Pirate I'm, Springsteen. This is my favorite topic of the night. Yeah, so same. I'm glad I called right when he started talking about that. First of all, I love the idea of Tom remotely hijacking a jukebox from his house. That's like the best thing I've ever heard. Well, real, really anyway, quickly. Uh, that's caller. Mike. Mike, I'm Mike. Yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to follow up on that. Mike, did we, are, you, are we playing Dark Star at your bar? Well, you know, I, I know who's working tonight. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking at the jukebox. <laughs> Nobody's playing anything. I think so Tuesdays, Tuesdays are generally quiet up there. Right. So, you know, they've got the serious. They, they, they play serious. And they've got like sort of a classic rock uh, station, but then they have like a, I guess it would be your alternative rock, you know. And Which that's one? the station that plays. That's new the station for old. So are the is it like nineties alternative? Yeah, yeah. That's lithium. I think I've, I've tweeted about how I call it the, the Red Hot Chili Peppers station. Yeah. Because you get a you get a Red Hot Chili Peppers song, you get a Sublime song. Like every four or five songs, you know they're they're in heavy rotation on this channel, um, and it's infuriating. Usually, yeah, that's my cue when I hear uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, I generally jump on the jukebox. I'm like, okay, yeah, I can't listen to any more of this. All roads lead to the Chili Peppers. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is this song you would uh, not bless you, Pat? Let Thank you. Be played. <laughs> Well, obviously, growing up in a Boston suburb, you can only imagine how rowdy those places get, especially after, like, a Sox game or something. All but, Aerosmith all the time. All Aerosmith. all guys just yeah. putting on Dream On. Uh, Amanda by Boston. But eventually, Sweet Caroline, huge singing party will break out, and uh, that's, when yeah. I would, uh, that's when I would call it. Yeah, I would block that. I, yeah, uh, maybe. There are a lot of songs yep. like that. Uh, the Hank Williams song, Family Tradition. That's a, Mike, is that a song that gets played in your bar? and people Not really. Them? Actually, I mean, I would welcome, and I, I think I, I've played, I, I don't play that song by him, but I, I'll play, uh, what is it, Whiskey? What's uh, Whiskey in the Jar? Song. What's, no, 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 the, the Hank Williams Jr. song. Uh, oh whiskey band no, I, i'm blanking out on the song not whiskey you, river that's uh no 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 uh, yeah let's go on but you <laughs> know what i'm it. talking about mike where where people sing along with 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 uh what is it family tradition i've never like, seen that. Me, hey, why do you drink and people are like to get drunk yeah, I, I've actually never witnessed that. I guess I'm lucky in that way. <laughs> oh, it was a very, very uh, common yeah. thing, especially at like a karaoke night. Yeah, my in my hometown. My wife was shocked because she was in a bar with me in Jersey City, 
and the the DJ played that, and nobody sang along except her. <laughs> really? Yeah. Why do you smoke to get snow? Yeah, and she was like, "What? Why is everyone? What is? What is going yeah. on here?" And then I went That's to a family tradition. Why aren't you singing along? And then I went to a yeah. bar with her in the south, and I was like, "Oh, I get it." Yeah. No, I'll play. I'll play Whiskey Benton Hellbound. I like that song. You know, I think that's a decent Hank Williams Jr. song, but nobody sings along with it. Yeah, I, I wasn't aware. That's got to be a Southern thing, I guess. I always sing along to, are you ready for the football? <laughs> yeah, there's no reason to play that. Yes, song. that's the part you sing back. <laughs> yeah. That. You just respond, yes, I am. Are you ready for the football? Remember when Chris Farley right. did that? Remember that Chris Farley sketch? I can never find it online. But this is the show now. Remember that Chris Farley sketch? He's, he's Hank. He's Hank too, and uh-huh. and they're giving him notes on the "Are You Ready I for the Football" song. Yeah, I do remember. And that. then he ends it. He like they somehow like get a really good meaningful song out of him. And at the end, he like ends it with "Are You Ready for the Football?" And they're like, "I think we got it." Something yeah. I don't know how it ends, but I saw it once, probably live, and I mm-hmm. never saw it again. But my brain always goes there with Hank too. It's yeah. like uh, your your brain is like the uh, holes in a strawberry. Yeah, and then and that memory is the maggots at the bottom. Caller, yes. you got anything else for us? Um, I think I'm good. Actually, what's the what's the most popular North Jersey sing along? It's got to be Springsteen, right? It's uh, Dominique the Donkey. No. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I'll, I'll answer that. I'll answer that caller. It's um, <laughs> it's probably Where Eagles Dare by the Misfits. You're probably right with that. Glenn, Glenn yeah. Danzig, uh, Glenn D and the Lodi 3. Yeah, solid. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. You got to start that. You got to put that on. Bar, but I mean, people are going to sing along anyway. You don't have to start anything. Yeah, or hybrid moments, or one of those songs. The bars I go to, I haven't witnessed a lot of singing singing along to songs. If they were going to sing along, what would it be, Mike? Oh, this the last time I saw somebody singing along at masses, I thought it was pretty cool. It was, uh, <laughs> you know, the Rod Stewart song, "I'm Losing You." Oh, I thought you were. Uh, you know the part where it's like. This was about little part. It's not even like words, but people were doing that. I was like, oh, this is pretty funny. You know, were, were they it, singing about the bar closing? Well, no, the bar is finally it, it is closed. I, I I did get confirmation yesterday that it's sort of limped to a a final sputter. It, it, technically, it was open for for the last month or two. Uh, but uh, it's officially closed. The building, wow. the building was sold. Sad day for Hudson County. Yeah, yeah. And you know what, though, it's very hard to—not very hard—but it it takes more work to repurpose a bar than just to open another one. So you never know. There might be a tavern in that space that opens up. Well, there actually is another bar. Won't be the Bayonne same, but that was for sale, and and it was even rumors that. My my cousin was going to buy that bar, or, but I don't think that ha- that's going to happen. I don't think you know that's yeah. likely. All right, does that answer your question, caller? Yeah, yeah. All right, thank you for thank you for ringing us. Yeah, I love you guys, and if Tom, you're listening, love the book. You did it, USOB, and uh, looking forward to the next so far. Well, I'm going to break something in on you uh, for you there. Yeah, he's not listening. 
Okay. Nor but, will he. But we will we will relay that message, yeah, I caller. I don't think Tom's ever listened to Depravity's Rainbow. We no. will. No, he has. I I will try. He 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 listens live occasionally. But I I will we will try to relay that message for and thank you for the kind words. Tom Sharpling is on assignment tonight, and he is never going to listen to this. Two zero one three three two three four eight four. That's two zero one dead hug. You can call us anytime from now till maybe half an hour. I'm going to go to who's been on hold the longest. Actually, no, I'm going to go to line three. Yeah, You're on with Mike, Jason, Pat, and it's a show we call A Slice of the Life. Caller. Won't you tell me, Hank, why do you drink? Silence. Hello? Hi, why you're on. You Hi. Silence. Um, I'm Judith. Hi, who do we have? I'm calling... Judith? Judith. Yes, I'm calling from Detroit. Detroit, what? Yeah. Michigan? Rock City. Yeah. But oh, I do, and, and hey, uh, we just slice of life before we get going here, Judith. We, slice of life would like to just give a shout out to uh, Gene Simmons uh, and Paul Stanley, both recovering from COVID-19. And, oh, wow. Um, you're in our you're in our hearts. So what's up tonight? I, um, I kind of had a little story based on the topic, um, the jukebox which, topic. Which topic? Jukebox. The jukebox topic. Great. Yeah. Go for it. So, um, so when like the electronic jukeboxes were starting to become more prevalent, um, friends of mine and I, when we would go drinking, uh, actually back home in North Dakota, uh, we like if we were there for a while and someone would sit there and play like say Metallica and play like multiple songs by the same band over and over and over again, uh, we would go up to the jukebox and we would end up spending the extra, like whatever, $2 to play something that was totally out of, um, character from what had been playing for a few, few hours. And we would play songs like, um, dancing queen by ABBA. And it was pretty great seeing the people who had chosen the Metallica react because you you know that they had like 20 more songs coming and that it was now interrupted with something like Dancing Queen. They just like slammed their high life on the bar. Oh, you could totally tell who it was. They were so mad. Oh, and they were trying to get the bartender to, to skip over ABBA. And they were like, yeah, we can't. Someone paid to have this song played next. Oh, man, skip that. I got fuel coming up. Right. I, I, yeah. I asked, I asked the great. bartender the other night, what, what's the song that they hear the most? And, and it was like something by Metallica? Anything no, by no, Metallica? No, it wasn't. It, <laughs> Nothing else it, it wasn't that bartender. <laughs> but uh, they, they mentioned the Chris Stapleton song, Tennessee Whiskey, which, which oh. is a blatant ripoff of Etta James' I'd Rather, I'd rather Be Blind. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather be blind. And and I think he's acknowledged it and I think he's he's been called out on it and so on. Uh, but whenever somebody in the bar plays that song, I jump in with the Etta James song right after it. <laughs> just, just to see everybody's face like, wait, wait a second. This isn't the, yeah. this isn't Tennessee whiskey. What's going on? So, yeah, I do that. Uh, that's one of my my things I like to do. So you're um, you're just you're just a jerk. 
well, I'm, I'm trying to educate people, right? Right. You know, like, and, and they hear it. And actually, one time, this woman's giving me, like, the thumbs up. She's like, yeah, you did it. Yeah, I knew that. You know, this is as long as a ripple. <laughs> How do they know it was you, though? You're doing it from the Well, I, I think I, I, I acknowledge some, sometimes, like, you know, so, somebody will say, like, who played this, you know? And, you know, one of, the bar, one of the bartenders will give me away, you know? I've gotten to be the, you know, you have nicknames in bars. There's there's a guy in that bar called the uh, $2 Bud Light guy because <laughs> he'll spend because the whole afternoon it. there drinking right. Bud Light and he's only good for a $2 tip. So they call, they call him $2 Bud Light. But uh, I'm called, and I was called this at masses I'm, because there were so many mics at masses, I became music mic. So I, I've become music mic at this other bar as well. well guess so what? this bartender will announce, oh, music Mike played this, you know, Mike played this, you know. Guess what, Mike? What? On Slice of Life? Yeah. You're now known as Music Mike. Music Mike, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's, a good nickname. It's not hard to be Music Mike in some of these bars. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Judith, thank you so much for the call. Yeah, thank you. You guys have a good night. You, you too. too. I try. I tried to get a thing going where one of the guys who who came into not masses the other bar I worked at in Bayonne, and it, it was a pretty funny little thing he would do. He had an entrance song, so on his way to the bar, he would play uh, Slim Whitman by REM. He would sl- he would play Slim Whitman's uh, Indian Love Call, you know from okay. uh, yeah Mars Attacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he so you hear walk. that song come on, and then, you know, two minutes later, he's coming into the bar. I tried to do that at this bar with Keep on Chulin. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wanted to make that my entrance song. <laughs> but a lot of times, this bar doesn't have the jukebox turned up very loud, so it doesn't really have the same impact. Pat, what would your entrance song be? Oh, man. Oh, gosh. Um... I, I knew this like weeks ago, and now I'm <laughs> I'm drawing a blank here. Um, gosh, what would it be? Ah, uh, shucks. Maybe you know what? <clears throat> no, I was gonna say Hollywood Swinging by Cool and the Gang, but <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, that's but, a, that's a really good one. You know, that was on the radio the other day, and I really really not liked it. not the rap, just the the the, the classic funk song, you know. Right. Yeah. No, no, we know. That was one of my one of the first singles I ever bought. Hollywood really? Swing. I love that song. Yeah, that's when that's when AM radio. You know, it's like I I, I know I feel like I'm you know dating myself. Here goes Music <laughs> Mike again. <laughs> but there was a time when AM radio played everything. They played yeah. rock. They played R and B. You know, it was all together. You know, it wasn't all separated out the way it is now. And it was great. You know, I loved it all. You know, I mean, I buy some of my first singles. I bought that song. I, I loved uh, Keep On Trucking, Eddie Kendricks. You know, and you hear that on AM radio. Yeah. And you're like, what? It's like another <laughs> world. Like, you, you can't believe what they played everything together. How, how, you know, how can you do that? You know, it's like they tried to do with like Jack FM and stuff like that. But it never had like the same feeling as AM radio did. Yeah. I mean, oh, at, at a times, you went on played a lot of stuff. Like, you know, there was a time where they were playing like the dance hits plus Green Day plus rap plus like, 
you know, everything that was contemporary of that era of the 90s. But, mm. um, but yeah, Hollywood Swing is a great tune. Um, this, this would be mine right yeah. here. I'll, I'll just play it through the system. I'd walk into a bar. This is playing, and everyone's like, "Oh, there's, there's, there's music, Jason. <laughs> music, Jason's here." No, I think "Bad Dance" would be a good song to walk in on. Oh, the ba- oh, I see. I didn't even pick up on it. Yeah, I, right at the end there. Yeah, I, yeah. Oh, right well, yeah. Uh, you didn't hear any of the like bad dance parts. <laughs> You know, I was, I was a big Prince fan, but that record just didn't connect for me. I loved it, man. Yeah, I loved no, it so it's, you know, it's, I, uh, yeah, I love all Prince. I, I really do. I haven't listened to the new album. Have you listened to it yet? Which one is that? Well, Which it's uh, Welcome to America. Is that what it's called? Welcome to oh, America. Oh, is that out yet? I didn't know it was out yet. Yeah. That. It's out now. Okay. Hey, I'll check um, that out. We got three calls, but I, oh, there's also a few things that we were going to talk about topically that, um, if we're gonna, we should do soon. Okay. Uh, we have. I'm just gonna list them, and we can go in any order. Uh, Jonathan Richmond impersonator crashing a music festival in Olympia, Washington. Uh, little Steven Van Zant is doing a course on the Beatles <laughs> and why they're the most important band of all time. Uh, Mike Richards gets fired from Jeopardy as executive producer. The guy who stepped down as host a few weeks ago. That's news of today. So And Bonnaroo was canceled. Oh, and Bonnaroo was canceled. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> so, a lot Locus, of news. Right? We, Bugs? Uh, no, flooding. Oh, flooding. Flooding. What? No, locusts. I haven't heard I, anything. I thought I about. saw bugs. I thought it was an infestation or something. No. I, I, yeah. I, as, far, as far as I can tell, it's because of uh, Hurricane Ida uh, flooding. The infestation is here. It's the lantern flies. Yeah, those are the things. I, so I keep saying, I keep, I, you know, I, I still get my New York news. Just because I'm in Lipstick City doesn't mean I'm not going to read up on what's going on in New York. Uh, but, Pat, explain this a little to me. The lantern bugs, you're supposed to crush them and then send photographic proof to somebody that you crushed them? No, it's, look, it's too late, all right? The bugs won. Um I, I don't ever talk I don't I don't ever talk about my day job on here, but I uh-huh. work for a municipality. I'm not right. going to tell you which one, but Party. these these guys know. But I I don't want it said on air. Um, Party, no. Um, but I I used to uh, help manage the website as part of what I did at that job. And a few years ago, I got an email or something from somebody at the you know agricultural side of things, and they were like, "Hey, can you help us spread the word about this?" And it was about these uh, these uh, I believe they're called uh, lant- lantern lantern flies, yeah, and yeah. and um, spotted lantern fly, excuse me. And I got this message, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And it was about how like they were calculating the amount of damage that they were going to do if they spread. And it was like, it was just thousands and thousands of dollars because they, cause they, uh, they, they kill trees that we need and they kill crops and stuff. Um, cause we don't have the stuff that they have in parts of Asia where the, where the bug is from that, you know, eats them like certain types of mantis and birds that we don't have. So 
that's what they're that's what you know those things prey on the bugs we don't have those so they're just spreading like crazy but we're gonna have to get those burns but in 2018 when i got this news or maybe it was 2017 they were like post this immediately i was like okay and i post it and um and I was posting it all the time, and like it was a big deal. And and the thing that they were saying then, years ago, was that you have to s- spot. It was about how to spot their egg masses. They're like, you know, they're the the eggs that they lay on trees. They're they're called egg mass, and they look just like moss, which is really hard to tell. But basically, like they were telling people to scrape this stuff off, put it in a a like water bottle that had a uh, rubbing alcohol or like or like hand sanitizer and to shake it and that we had to do this to every tree or bush shrub whatever had these egg masses and that, that was our only chance back then that was our only chance of this st- of stopping the spread and i was like people are people are gonna have to do what like this is crazy like how are we and so i was trying to spread the word as much as i can you know um nobody would really hear me out on it then and i was just like look i'm no i'm putting this out i'm the website guy i'll put it on the website and i did and uh nobody cared nobody cared and then covid happened like a few years later that's like you know and the whole time we were in lockdown like trying to hope that it wasn't the end of the world for ourselves in the back of my mind i kept thinking whatever happened to those spotted lanternflies like are they out there <laughs> spreading is this thing gonna get really bad if society ever opens up again and then this in like a few weeks ago yeah there are literally swarms of them everywhere and everyone's like well you gotta stomp them out and like that's true if everyone out and stomped them out but these things are effing fast you right. can, I tried to stomp one out today you can't kill them the the chance we had was years ago with the egg masses and now we were just like I'm pulling my hair out. We are stuck. They are just so part of our, our ecosystem. They're part basically. of our ecosystem. There's nothing we can do. There's nothing. Yeah, I'm, looking, I'm looking at NJ.com right now, and the headline is "Spotted Lanternfly Quarantine Expands to Five More New Jersey Counties, Brings Total to 13. We are screwed. Yeah, we're screwed. Yeah. Killing them like that. They would have to check. Like the the season that 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 they're dead and the, and you and you would have to basically scrape the egg masses off by each individual tree. Try checking every tree in New Jersey, like the Pine Barrens. Are you kidding me? Like it would take. Oh, yeah, it lot. would imagine the manpower and the team. Like, what are you gonna do? Start a task force for this thing? It's never gonna happen. Like they won. Find that Russian guy in the Pine Barrens. <laughs> we are screwed. Spotted lantern. We are completely hey. screwed with this thing. Hey, music, Mike. Do you ever see any spotted lantern flies at the bar? I'm looking at the. Uh the photos and i can't say i've ever seen any of these in bayonne or where i'm at now oh where where you're at now believe me you're gonna see them well bayonne's got the dome of protection (laughs) (laughs) but uh didn't we go through this with gypsy moss i mean again i'm dating myself but gypsy moths were supposed to be the end of the world and you know that (sighs) didn't happen but uh no i'm curious about the spotted lanternfly this is sort of news to me. Yeah, I don't know. I have for it. Yeah, I don't know if the the gypsy moth was as devastating as. Uh, oh, the, it was. It was uh, bad for. I mean, I remember a period where you would just, if you were in the woods, all you had to do is look at a tree, and you see the the gypsy moths, the caterpillars, right, you know, climbing the tree, getting ready to start munching the. Oh, I remember munching. them. Yeah. Yeah. And they do it. They do a number on trees. I mean, I remember. You know, the leaves were all <laughs> eaten up and. You know, the bugs are out there. They're not, you know, and the they've bugs. been there for a long time, and 
we're not going to get rid of them. <laughs> hey, the bugs have been here longer than yeah, us. Yeah, they're they're longer than us, and yeah, somehow we'll have to live with it. You yeah. know, I'm 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 living with crickets down here. We're under our own mass extin- extinction right now. We might as <laughs> well, well just um, yeah, the bugs yeah, will the be bugs here win. long after us. Yeah, you know. That's, yeah, Mary Mary says that the lanternflies are devastating Pennsylvania, that her mom has several dead trees. Yeah. Okay. And Perry Shell says, is this the NPR show about gardens? <laughs> and yeah, then we've, uh, we've, we've, we've gone off topic, but that's part of Slice of Life. This is all part of the mix. Right. You know, we're not talking about nonsense. We're talking about things that, we, you know, real life. Yeah. Uh, Shmeep says... Uh, regarding slice of life i love pat on slice of life's okay. he has a more dgaf attitude that doesn't come out in his more polite demure role on routine shows <laughs> what was pat, dgf you, i don't know what that is don't give a oh you the f word oh, okay well we're still hard g okay you're on slice of life <laughs> yeah yeah uh pat, do you feel that you that you're a little more uh yeah, I'm holding Unleashed back. I'm, hold, I'm maybe holding back a little anger. Yeah, because I you're holding back anger now. You have more anger to add. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, let us have it, man. We've got 11 minutes left. We're just screwed, man. We got, we got, we got. All right. Listen, All right. no, I'm I'm gonna be optimistic. I'm gonna talk about this Jonathan Richmond thing before before I uh, before we get out of here. Yeah, because we'll because this is hilarious to me as the former yes. uh, classified schemer of the show. This is this is like. This is like uh, level level ten uh, tier one schemer right here. Uh, Jonathan Ris- Richmond imposter scams Olympia Music Festival. This was run by Stereo Gum. It was posted yesterday. Uh, some listeners tagged us in it, and thank you for that. Um, <sighs> um, hold on a second. This past weekend, Jonathan Richmond was on the bill for Love Ali Summerfest, um, a festival in Olympia. It would it would have been Richmond's first show since the pandemic started, but just before the show was set to happen, as Rolling Stone reports, organizers learned that Richmond and his managers had never heard anything about the show. They'd been dealing with someone else entirely. Richmond was announced to play Love Ollie Summerfest this past Saturday. On Friday, Mark Markley Morrison, that's a weird middle uh Nickname, a DJ for Evergreen State College uh, radio station, not going to give them a plug, reached out to Richmond's publicist to try to set up an interview. Richmond and his publicist knew nothing about the show before they got Morrison's email. Instead, the Olympia Film Society, the group who organized the festival, had been fooled by someone who had called them pretending to be Richmond. So I guess he, this guy never actually made it to the show. It was just almost going to happen, but I really wanted it to have almost... I really wanted it to have happened because um, I just... I'm picturing what this guy would have done. Did he get paid though? I don't. No, think it so. never. It got it got cut off at the pass because apparently uh, Jonathan Richmond's pe- like responded on it. Here's uh, what I think though, and I thought this is the first time I read this story. I bet you Jonathan Richmond forgot. <laughs> he didn't. He forgot that this booking was real, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, that was a that was an imposter, guys." <sighs> Yeah, because he doesn't have a he doesn't have a smartphone in the modern like world. Maybe the drummer couldn't show. Yeah, it's Tommy Lark. Drummer, I, right? do, do you think if there was a, a, a an impersonator that he would have also had an impersonator Tommy oh. Larkin on drums? Oh, one thousand percent. Yeah, and or he, he may have had like the impersonator may have had Tommy Larkin on drums. <laughs> right. 
And yeah, I've never seen Jonathan Richmond live, but I've heard the many stories. And yeah, I I think maybe you know the times the time to see him has passed. I mean, I know he's sort of legendary figure, but uh, I don't like going to a show where I'm bound to be frustrated and annoyed. <laughs> oh, but oh, but Mike, Mike, oh. We, we didn't have facial recognition in the old world, Mike. Mm. We didn't have these things. In the modern world, you see, you can't get away with impersonation. No, no. Everybody knows. Everybody understands it. How do we know it wasn't that? Does he, does he have long bits of this, you know, dialogue between songs when you see him? You've oh, seen it's more him, dialogue than songs. <laughs> yeah. It's more dialogue than songs, actually? Yeah, wow. Oh, we finally got that pesky air conditioner off because, you know... <laughs> In the old world, that's how he talks. In the like, old world, well, there was no air conditioning, Mike. There was oh no air God. conditioning in the old world. Yeah, like Tommy Larkin gets up and he goes and he he gets a fresca and he comes back and uh, Richmond is still going. Oh my God! Yeah, take me to Bohemia. That's one of his modern songs. I only know him from "There's Something About Mary." I don't know what else he did. Yeah, well, you know, that's that's kind of how our generation right? got. Got hip to him for sure. Yeah. How many calls do we have left? I think he actually eventually just became comedian Rich Voss. <laughs> A lot of people don't know that's Jonathan Richmond. Just yes, yeah. it's, it's it's an act. It's like he's like he's actually one of the greatest comedians we have because he's it's like an Andy Kaufman thing, you know. Like Rich Voss is doing Jonathan Richmond now. Jonathan Richmond from the Modern Lovers, he's he's out of music. He just doesn't. So like they booked Rich Voss at this festival, and uh, it was sort of becoming apparent that it was that, that the news was going to break, and they were like, "Okay, we got to pull this. Can you call it a scam?" And that's what I think happened. Did we book Rich Voss. Oh God, say it was an impersonator. How many how many calls do we have left, Pat? We got three. Let's do these three, and uh, I think we may call slice of life. You're on with Jason, Mike, and Pat. This is Slice of Life. Bring it, baby. Bring it, baby. Oh, my God. Now, I got to tell you one thing right off the bat. Mike wouldn't have let this call through. <laughs> I say let's get busy. What, what is that? Where are you on a speakerphone? No, I'm using a Bluetooth thing here. Let me turn it off. I thought it sounded great, loud and crisp. How's that? Better? <laughs> exactly the same. Okay, I'm just going to get a new cell phone contract, if that's okay. (laughs) You guys? Yeah. 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 I got that inside dirt. I got inside dirt, and I got a jukebox thing. Okay. All right, give us us, us the dirt first. Okay, the dirt. Um, I used to live in Vancouver, and I worked for a, a, like, music recording school that was run by two uh, prominent music producers. And uh, I worked graveyard shifts as, like, a technician. And it's actually around the time I started listening to that show, too. But I would work these, like, shifts from midnight until, like, 9 a.m. and just kind of tend these studios that were, like, completely empty. Um, and uh, so they would give me, like, a, a list of, of things to do. Like, And one of these engineers would show up... Uh, kind of like at 3 or 4 a.m. to just, like, check on me and make sure I wasn't sleeping, quote-unquote, or anything like that. And uh, there was one very important thing that I forgot to do one time. And uh, and uh, I, I, at the end of my shift, uh, he came in, 
and uh, he told me the words, did you remember to dust the Kiss lawn jockeys? Kiss? Yeah, the band. So, he... okay. Had them in the studio or out on the lawn? No, no, no. They were in the studio, kind of these little, like, tchotchkes that were... Yeah. All over, and uh, and uh, this producer uh, had produced and they, and they were to be dusted nightly or weekly? Um, I suppose he preferred nightly. Nightly. <laughs> now, I, I'm... Uh-huh. It's Paul, it's Gene, uh, who's on guitar with these little tchotchkes. I mean, I think with the merchandise, it doesn't matter that much. It's just Vinny Vincent? They think they call it now. I I don't know. There was some sort of... Was it Eric Carr on drums? (laughs) Some two men off Craigslist, I think. Kiss didn't get anyone off Craigslist. What are you talking about? And your answer was that you hadn't dust, dusted them, or did you lie? Uh, yeah, I neglected. I owned up to it. I neglected to dust the kiss lawn jockey. <laughs> but was it on a list of things that you had to do throughout uh-huh. the? Was oh, yeah. there an email oh, yeah. like a checklist? To dust? No, like a written out list. Yeah. Um, I can give you the jukebox one if you want. Please. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um. It's 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 a it was a divisive uh, selection that I accidentally picked while I was on tour in um, Denver, Colorado. Uh, after playing a show at a kind of dive bar, and I I was I, I wanted to put one song on that that I thought was good, and mistakenly, uh, did, does everybody know the German rock band Spouse, the seventies rock band? Yeah. I mistakenly put on the entirety of uh, Faust for the entire okay. dive yeah. So give it a listen. Over with the crowd. What was the reaction? Oh, they, they hated it. But the thing is, the bartender has a skip button. Did the bar did the bartender go to the skip button? Um, is this touch tunes? Are we getting? Specific? I know this is the inside. This is maybe going into the inside dirt thing. We're not supposed to. Well, t- I, I'm 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 privy to touch tunes and the other one eight eight. I can't think of the other one, but I know both of the big ones. Touch tunes is yeah. the superior one. Yeah, touch tunes has the Beatles. <laughs> right, right, and, and they have a skip button. Yeah, we had we had yeah we had a skip button. Yeah, I think it got skipped pretty fast. So when I was my friends because I wanted to smoke, but the first track is a ten-minute like ambient noise piece. Yeah. So when they skip, do you well. get your money back? No, no. It's it's oh, you know, man. the the bartender rules the roost, and uh, wow. <laughs> he's got powers too. You know, I don't like that. Well, no, you need it. You need it. You need it. Yeah. Anyways, I love the show tonight. Thanks so much. It's my first time calling to any sort of best show. Oh, well, that's thanks. great. Thanks Thank for calling. Thank you so much yeah. for calling. Cool. All right. Good night, everyone. You Thank too. You. Good night. Don't forget to scrape the egg masses. All right. We got two calls. Um, <laughs> it's four and three. Who's it going to be? Four, four and three. Line four, you're on live with Jason, Mike, Pat. Hello. Hi. Hi. We can barely hear you. Can you speak louder, or is your phone close oh, to your face? Hello. Can you hear me? 
Guys, can you hear the caller? Pot it it up a little bit there, Pat. Caller? He's underwater. Yeah, there you go. How's it going? Who is this? I'm good. Uh, This is uh, is, uh, Grant. (laughs) Why do I think that's not his real name? Are you sure, Grant? (laughs) Are you sure? Yes, yes. Uh, My name is Grant. Grant, where are you calling from? Uh... Uh, the deep west. Deep west. <laughs> Jesus. Deep west. I think we've heard this caller before. What did you want to talk about, Grant? Uh, what are we talking about? Uh, slice of life. Well, um, hmm. I know you're uh, all book readers, right? I like books. I got a big book collection myself. Uh, What's your favorite book? Is it Dune? Uh, Outdoor Laxness Independent People. Icelandic author. Okay. Yeah, I I, I, uh, I have a couple of his books, but I haven't read them yet. You like him? That's a good one. Uh, I uh, inherited a lot of these books. Am I talking over you? Sorry. No, we're not saying a word. No, keep going. Okay. Yeah. I hear these books uh, from a... Uh, who passed? Uh, I was a... I was a caretaker. I was helping someone caretake someone who had a great collection of books. It's astonishing. These books. Um... Yeah. When we, uh, I was a heavy smoker. Uh, when I did, when I, when you see that, uh, he quit smoking. How many years did you, uh, smoke for, Grant? Uh, and what was your favorite brand of cigarette? More? American Spirit. Oh, yeah, okay. Are those the roll your owns? No, they're like just... a bargain cigarette, right? Yeah. People on a budget. That feels like it's tougher on the lungs <laughs> than like a, a Marlboro. I don't know. I knew a guy named PR growing up that would smoke American spirits. But he did the pre roll. He did like, he walked around with like the, the papers and the big sack of tobacco. Yeah. And he'd roll them. Uh, okay. Well, uh, is there any? Are there any songs on a jukebox that you would block, Grant? Any songs on a jukebox? That's yeah, like somebody's playing a song, and you're like, "Nope, not going to happen today." And you throw down your American Spirits, and you go to the Touch Tunes app. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I actually do that. Um, I uh, use the Touch Tunes app for some of these. Um, Bars me, yeah. Uh, I uh, <laughs> I like play songs on any of their their bars that like uh, you know, like a uh, Sinead O'Connor, for example, to be played. You don't like Sinead O'Connor? No, I love Sinead O'Connor. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a bar here that then uh, it's going to drive me down. And then uh, you see So uh, what a bar is going to be upset if you play Nothing Compares to You? Hmm? Yes. No, no. There were uh, some good songs that uh, really... Uh, there was a, like our um, within uh, where I live, so I'm like in my bedroom. I mean, I just know that the bottom's are kind of like uh, I don't know why I do this. It's it's a it's, uh, it's a fun little thing. I just play songs that I know I like a lot, and that mm. will be uh, pretty. Uh, Did we did we lose Grant? Grant, you there? This is not Grant. I think we lost Grant. Who's this? This is Evan. Evan. Final Where call of the night. You okay. got you got Mike, Jason, and Pat. Sorry, I was on mute before. I'll call the walk off home run. This is it. You got to bring us home. <laughs> Hopefully, you've got something for each topic uh, we've covered tonight. Uh, that is Inside Dirt, Jukebox Block, dirt. Think... and um, Pirate Springsteen. I don't know what Pirate Springsteen is, but the Dread Pirate Springsteen. Um, or Little Steve and the Beatles, uh, or Mike Richards again, or Bonnaroo, or John, Jonathan Richmond impersonator. Or the the bugs that frighten Pat. And my impression of Jonathan Richmond. Go ahead. Well, I'm actually calling um, about Jeopardy, so that kind of touches on Mike Richards. Okay. So I was, uh, you know, very much enjoyed the discussion last week, and I was going to encourage. Uh, I mean, I know Mike said he didn't think it would be worth his time taking the test, but um, I'm calling this inside dirt about what it's like to audition for Jeopardy, if you were interested in finding out more about that. Okay, yeah, how, how was your experience? So, I've auditioned multiple times, and I've not yet made it on the show, so that, uh, I guess... Kind so of I'm going to say it's both. not good. <laughs> well, um, no, I thought it went fine, but they don't tell you how you do. It's kind of a don't call us, we'll call you. Right. <laughs> I didn't think I, gotta, I did terribly. I got it. What's your name again? Evan. Evan. Evan, I, I have to. Um, I, I really relate to this so far because I did audition for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Okay. And I auditioned at the same time. So you would, at, the, at this point in time, you would take a test and it was on like a Scantron and it was like a hundred question test. And um, Kristen, my wife, took it at the same time. And I thought I aced that test. Like I knew all of them and I'm like, oh man, this is easy. They're, they're going to, I'm going to be on the show. No problem. And, uh, they didn't tell me that I failed, but they talked Mm -hmm. to Kristen. Like the producers were like, Hey, you did so well. Come bring, bring back to where I got in my head. And I said this for many years, like, oh, I just did too good on the test. Right. Like they don't want someone who is as good at, trivia as i am to be on there to win the money like i totally i did be a walkover 
Yeah. So you, you probably like did too good at Jeopardy. Sure. Yeah. And that feels good, right? Yeah. Until you think about it and you're like, there's no way I, I, I completely just, yeah, I biffed that test. Everyone, I mean, we all go through the, it's like the same, you take the online test and then you might get called in. I think I might, perhaps I'm been called in because I live in LA and I think they need, they need a, a large pool of local possible contestants in case somebody can't fly out or, you know, they need somebody to, yeah, feeling at the last moment. Um, but yeah, there's absolutely no feedback on how you do inside the room, but you have to take another test and it's like a written test. And then you like get to play, uh, a practice game. So you buzz in and everything. But, you know, I always thought, you know, maybe Jeopardy was the show for me. I mean, it's the only game show I watch, but also like, it doesn't seem like you have to be a super big personality. But when you get in there, they were like, you want to, what you look like you're having a great time and you're smiling and being positive. Yeah. Oh no, they want they want to see the personality. They don't want any glum uh, smarty pants. <laughs> no. Like no, and that's why I didn't get it. Uh-huh. Well, here's another glum? thing. I don't, here's another you're, reason. You're, you're dynamic. I could see I you being a little more lively. Thank you, Mike. I don't Thank think you. how some of these weirdos make it on the show. I mean, that's you know, here's, what they tell in the audition. I will add this uh, little nugget about it. Um, when we're taking the tests, like, and this probably goes, this goes a lot to like the type of personality, uh, that they're looking for in the room. When I was taking the test, they had their producers walking around and they were asking each person like, Oh, so what would you do if you won? What would you do with the money? I want to win again. And, um, and someone, and someone said, Oh, you know, I I take that trip of my wife (laughs) that I've wanted to go on. And I think even Kristen said something like, you know, I'd really, I really want to take my mom on a trip. And when they came to me, I said, save it. That's good. I would have said, pay off some credit card debt. (laughs) You have never seen a frown so fast when I said, save save it. it. Yeah, save it's not cool. Okay, great. Moving on. And if I have a million dollars. So that was the moment that it that I that I completely uh, lost any opportunity. You sunk your own battleship. I really sunk my own battleship there. <laughs> the other time Nick, that I've Nick. auditioned for uh, uh, for save it. Uh-huh. The other time I've auditioned for a game show came immediately at the start of the pandemic. I did a um, I did a showcase at UCB, like one of the very last shows at UCB on March 11th. And, you know, I did like my Dr. Phil character and, you know, there's supposed to be like a lot, you do a showcase like this and there's a lot of agents and people in the casting directors in the audience and something like, Oh man, this is gonna be great for my career. And like 30 agents and casting directors canceled that night because it, you know, it was starting to get bad. So the next morning I get a phone call and it was a casting director from uh, Pyramid. And was they it were Mike like, Richards? Hey. It was not Mike Richards. He didn't call. Okay, uh, I heard it was he a got woman fired from, this week. Oh, sorry. Go yes, ahead. He got fired from Jeopardy. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the casting director from Pyramid was like, hey, you know, we saw you last night and we thought you were great. And we were wondering, why didn't this guy ever do a video for Pyramid? And then we looked it up and apparently you did. And I had done a video to audition for pyramid probably like a year before. And I'm like, Oh yeah, well, you know, thanks. 
And she's like, hey, do you have time to have a call, another call on this in like 30 minutes? And so I'm like, yeah, sure. So she calls me on Skype and uh, she, she immediately starts like running me through the game. So she would like post things of, you know, uh, she would say things like, uh, you know, she would show me a card that says onion rings. She's like, now, how would you say that? How would you describe this uh, to the person you're playing with? And my mind is completely flustered by all the news about coronavirus and everything. I can't focus at all. And I said to her, she showed the card for onion rings. And I'm like, these are not fries. It's true. And she's, like, and she's like, oh, uh, well, you know, another way you could have done that is you could have broken it up and you could have said, you know, you could have you could have focused on the onion, but no, it's it's okay, it's okay. Let's try something else. And then she said, uh, you know, types of flooring, go. And I'm like, uh, uh, carpet, concrete. Just I could not say anything. Nothing was coming out. And and then I said to her, like, look, I'm I'm really sorry. I can't focus on this because of coronavirus. And she said, well, do you have coronavirus? I said, no, I don't, but it's on the news. It's all I can think of. And she's, and as she's saying, as she's responding to me, she's like, oh no, I get it. I'm get it. We're getting evacuated right now. And on the uh, camera, I see her like holding up the card that says types of flooring, but she's also like scooting all of the rest of her crap into like the bag and like completely emptying her desk. What a dedicated producer. Dedicated producer. And at the end of that audition, get off the call. I turn to Kristen and I honestly say, yeah, I think I got that one. (laughs) I nailed it. I'm very bad at like, uh, gauging auditions. Like I'll do an audition and then I'm like, Oh yeah, no, I crushed that. I'm definitely going to see me on SNL soon, or I'm definitely going to be the dilly dilly guy, (laughs) which I auditioned for. Oh man. I did audition for Dilly Dilly, but uh, yeah, guy, I, I think uh, I think you were just too good for Jeopardy. We're actually uh, we're actually off the air. We uh, oh, I killed oh. The, I killed the stream mid, mid, mid story. <laughs> Great, thanks, Pat. No caller. Uh, you have anything else for us? Uh, no, that was all. You wanted to save me the embarrassment of. Uh, completely eating it on pyramid i mean it's it's kind of funny because the last time i auditioned for jeopardy was like that weird it was early march 2020 Mm -hmm. and it was that like weird period where things were open but we knew they weren't going to be much longer and so you were like in a room and like a you know like a (laughs) smaller conference room in a hotel i you know would normally fit like 40 but there was only one of us at each table and they were like frantically wiping down everything, but nobody was wearing masks, which is bizarre to think about. Right yeah. now. It is. It um, is nuts to think about all that stuff, but they were like, so, um, you know, if you do well, and this was like on a Friday, like if you do well, um, you might expect a call from us on Monday. You know, we're really trying to like film as much as we can right now. And then I think that that Monday is when like everything got, everything got shut down so it was like 
still going through the the process and the procedures, but like in pretending that things are going to be normal. But uh, yeah, then we found out that they weren't. Thank you so much right for the call, on, man. man. Hope you get on Jeopardy Good soon. Yes, thank you. Keep on Bye. keeping on. Yeah. Folks, All that's right. the show. Folks, what? that's the show. Folks. That's the show. Uh, final thoughts, Mike? <laughs> final thoughts. Uh, I hope everybody tunes in next Tuesday. Is Tom, <laughs> Tom going to be back next week? I think, yeah, I think we will probably. Oh, and uh, we got to tease it. We got to tease it. Okay. All right. Well, that's not next week. Okay. How is this teasing it? Pirate song, walking my old plane. I sing the pirate's tale. I'll make you walk the plank. This is the pirate's tale. I am an Irish man. Right. Good night, everybody. No, I didn't. I didn't end it. Uh, uh, but no, didn't he want us to tease next it week? A, no, no, we're not teasing next week. That's a show coming up. What do you mean? It's not next week. I thought he want. Okay, he he didn't want us to do the thing about that show. Not next. I don't. I don't believe it's next week. So he has something. We're going to need a little more time. We're probably going to have something else next week. This is wonderful <laughs> radio. <laughs> Truly, I'll just wind it back. Ready. <laughs> you can play shackled and drawn. Take it, take it, Mike. Hey, y'all! Heavy rotation. This would be on my skip. I would even, Jason. Do you have that record needle going up sound effect? I let's see. I've got. I don't have a record needle, but I have. I've got that. What was that? It was like a rim shot. Okay. Let's end on a rim shot. What do you think, Mike? I want to see a slice of life again. Okay. Let's find it. (laughs) I'll just play the first 30 seconds. Hold on. Good night, guys. Thank you. The best show will be back next week. We love you. Little boy with ragged clothes and no shoes on his feet Selling dirty pictures on the street With a switchblade in his hand He thinks that he's a man It's not a pretty sight But it's a slice of life To get drunk!